Now it's time for news therapy. We try to get you some insights into the psychology behind some social issues. We're very pleased to have joining us once again uh, from the c h u h i a n Counseling and Coaching Center, Dr. c h u h i a n Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning to you. Let's talk about this controversy that occurred in recent weeks, uh, this uh, so-called male elementary school teacher's uh, excuse uh, for this highly inappropriate homework that he assigned. Um, Was it justifiable or not? Can you give us an introduction? Uh, Yes. Uh, So this male first grade elementary school teacher ordered his students to wash their underwear and asked their parents to upload pictures of them doing so online. And he uh, where he communicates with the parents, and he posted inappropriate comments on the uploaded pictures. Mm. And after the criticisms became serious uh, based on his comments, the teachers issued an op- the teacher issued an apology on the community, claiming that he gave the assignments to increase a student's self-esteem by having them complete a task that would be difficult for them. And he defended himself that if parents had communicated their opinion, he would have accepted it and changed the assignment to washing maybe socks instead. Yeah. Um, and when he posted this response, it brought up a, another wave of controversy. Yeah. So can you maybe explain how this is a, supposedly an apology, but it actually mm-hmm. generated more public anger and outrage, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, his response, I think, uh, based on his attitude that's reflected on his response, has brought up more public outrage because it seems like he is giving an excuse or justification of his mm-hmm. behavior, um, saying that the Parents could have communicated with him. And this even sounds like he is denying his responsibility and accusing parents who who lacked communication with him. Yeah. So I think, well, while most public agree with the parents and sympathize with them, but some people are criticizing parents asking why these parents comply to let their children do their homework in the first place. Yeah, it it is interesting that uh, you would think this seems so inappropriate just from the initial reaction. How can we explain this compliance then? Um, So this compliance compliance is quite common. Uh, People tend to comply to a person in a position of authority. And they they tend to follow the majority's decision, which is also known as group conformity. So considering the circumstances for both parents and children, doing the homework would have been a more automatic, natural response. Mm. And it would have been difficult for them to ask the teacher to change the homework or refuse to do that. Right. In Korean society, we often talk about cop and e and how one person is in a position of power and the other is. In that authority, how does that influence then the parents' behaviors? Um, so in this case, the teacher would have been more in the cop's position <laughs> okay. and parents more in the e position. Uh, teachers are in this authority position. They have the power um, as an expert in education. People trust them that they know what is right for their children's education. And they have the power to influence children's experience in school. For example, a teacher may favor or dislike a particular student um, depending on their compliance. And this can change the whole children's experience in school. So they can induce With these authorities, they can induce obedience to their requests. 
Well, then we understand the teachers are authoritative and you want your student to maybe have more favor to this teacher. What would we say then about the conformity, about everybody doing the same thing then? Um, so people also tend have a tendency to conform to majority's decision. Um, that's because usually most people have the desire to fit in and be liked by others. Another reason is they have the desire to be correct, and it's easy to assume that majority's decision is the correct decision, and that leads people to conform to a majority's decision. Mm. It seems like we don't see this often in Korea, but do you feel then it's necessary to question uh, these authoritative uh, requests or orders? Um, Yes, I think it's important for people to have critical perspective and be open to discussions um, to protect themselves from falling into this kind of psychological fallacies. There was this uh, reaction with this uh, teacher's uh, actions, and I I recall it vividly because uh, around my circle, uh, parents with daughters were kind of horrified. How can I can never imagine my daughter having this kind of a teacher to do this? And then people looking at me, I have two sons, and then the reaction that seemed to always be what they would say is, basically raise your sons right so you don't become like this kind of a teacher. And so it just generates so much outrage and emotion. But as you say, this phenomenon of conformity and adherence to authority really kind of is sort of maybe a little bit of a reason why we've seen this kind of problem. Let's turn to something else here. The issue of spending and empathetic spending, this is um, also known as revenge spending. This is a term that's been trending uh, on consumer behavior in Asian countries, such as uh, Korea. Do you have any ideas why people would have coined this term revenge spending? Yes, uh, revenge spending quite sounds like a quite strong word. Yeah. Um, but this term has been trending, as you said. Um, I think it's because people, it gives, the term gives people justified reasons for shopping. Um, There has been similar terms saying compensatory spending. Mm. Um, And people have been told these days that they are at a war against a pandemic. And people are feeling stressed, anxious, frustrated. But now as the number of COVID-19 cases starts to decrease, people are revenging, trying Mm -hmm. to compensate for what they have missed out. Okay, Uh, maybe it's kind of an emotional spending. Uh, In the psychological perspective, what is happening then when uh, people are engaging in revenge spending or emotional spending? Is is it a coping coping mechanism? Uh, Yes, Uh, I think what they call revenge spending is closer to what is known as emotional spending. Um, When people have a lot of unpleasant emotions, they tend to make impulsive purchases. And when they purchase this kind of stuff, a product that they wanted, and it stimulates a release of dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter that makes that people experience happiness and pleasant emotions as if they are doing pleasant activities. So after these revenge spendings, the people feel may feel happiness momentarily, hmm. but this pleasure lasts for only a brief amount of time and may create other distress, such as financial struggles or relationship conflicts. So it does have limitations, and I would recommend other types of coping than emotional spending. Okay, well, uh, let's get your recommendation. What would be then other ways to, to cope uh, in a more healthy manner then? Um, so in order to cope, uh, you need to first acknowledge your emotions COVID-19 has brought a lot of struggles, including like adjustment stress, grief, 
anger or anxiety. And being aware of these emotions itself can help reduce the intensity of these unpleasant emotions. Um, If it's hard to verbalize your emotions, some things that I recommend doing is to try to be aware of your physical reactions. Like some people might have a headache or like pain in their stomach or tensions Mm. in their muscles. Such things can help you acknowledge your emotions. Um, And and I would like to recommend um, also spending some money if if you are doing so. Consider making empathetic spending instead of revenge spending. Uh, You can contribute to the economy to help small retailers, restaurant owners who are in financial struggle due to this pandemic. And this kind of altruistic behaviors can help relieve unpleasant feelings and benefit emotional and even physical well-being. Right. So instead of you buying 10 luxury designer bags or me buying a a sports car to to cope with this, uh, perhaps we can just think about, well, we need to boost domestic consumption. We have a lot of struggling uh, small mom and pops businesses, and perhaps we can spend on some of the necessities we need. Maybe we need a meal. Maybe we need some groceries and and we can buy from those businesses. And that would be considered more empathetic and and doing it in a more healthy Mm, way. Yes. All right. Very good. Well, uh, we are going to leave it there. As always, uh, appreciate your insights, Dr. Ju, and look forward to more in the future. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for us as well. Thank you for joining us this morning. Our producers are Kang Jin-soo and Kim Jae-san. Our writers are Choi Kyung-mi, Oh Ah-jin, and Song Eun-ji. Coming up next, we've got COVID-19 live updates. We're going to see you again tomorrow at 7 a.m. This has been Henry Shin. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.